the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Job understood God's ways. The book of Job is full of perseverance. Job persevered without doubt. The book of Job also reveals how Satan can use our circumstances to tempt us. We can clearly see Satan and how he accuses the righteous. But Job tells us something important for the days that we live in right now. It clearly shows us man cannot fathom the wisdom of God and the depths of his understanding. The wisdom of God and its depths is beyond our understanding. Job didn't believe that God would do anything evil to him. This he clearly understood. Can we come to a place today where we believe God isn't doing anything bad to us? God would never do anything bad to the children of God. Believe it and don't ever turn back on that truth. You are rising up now and positioning yourself for flight to soar above your circumstances. God wants us to have eyes to see. Job had eyes to see. Go on and say it. I dare you to say it. God will not do anything bad to me. Say it again. God will not do anything bad to me. We can always talk with our father and ask questions about his actions. Ask him about his character. You can ask your father anything. It's not wrong to question God and ask him anything to inquire of the Almighty. The problem is confronting God. Don't compete with the Almighty. No, no, don't confront the Almighty. There's been a saying for a long time, you should never question God. But how will we know answers If we can't question the Almighty, if if we have a situation and we're concerned and we can't go to him and talk to him and question, he said, let us plead together that thou mayest be justified. You know, when my children were young, they would try to come against a rule in the household that we had. And I would say to my son, don't challenge me, son. I will always rise to the occasion. It didn't mean don't question me. That's not what I was saying. I said, don't challenge me, son. I didn't know, but this is the way of the Almighty. One of mine would always break the rules in the family. He had one that was really, you know, this guy was a handful. And But when he was grown, 
And after breaking, you know, a major rule of conduct, he's grown up then, you know, he would ask for some financial help. So one day I said, the next time, son, that you defy me, you openly resist or refuse to obey, I will not give you any money, no financial help. No money is going to come from me to you. Do you understand that, son? I'm telling you, his eyes got big as saucers when I told him that. There's a myth about not questioning God. God has answers and his kindness. He's tenderhearted. But we're not to challenge God. He delights in teaching and answering our questions. Praise God. We'll pray for just a moment today. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we lift up your name, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord, Father, for your goodness, and it has no limitations. We thank you for your wisdom, for it is unsearchable, and you give generously. You give wisdom unto us when we ask you. Oh, Father, you've given us great gifts. You've given us life, and then you gave us your divine nature. We share and divine nature of God. Oh, Father, we thank you today. Lord, lead us in more knowledge of you. Enlighten our minds. Give us understanding, Father. Open our awareness, O oh Father, that we recognize our source. And when we do, happiness will come and take over our souls. No hate can enter the soul unless we reject you as our source of happiness. You love and you protect us, O oh Lord. Father, open our eyes that we may see your love within our hearts, Father. That we may see you, Father, the way that you truly are. Father, open our eyes that we may truly share in your happiness. You have given us salvation, that we may share in the happiness, part of the Trinity, as we are one with you, O God, Father. Oh, we thank you today, Lord, for what you are doing, mighty in our midst, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father, for sustaining and keeping and blessing. Father, open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that we may live pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. As we talk about understanding and we talk about, we go to the book of Job, it's absolutely amazing what God said to Job and what took place in the book of Job. Job knew that God wasn't doing anything bad to him, but Job was full of perseverance without doubt. He did not doubt God for one moment. He's full of perseverance. The book of Job also just, it reveals so much depth and truth to us. Job didn't believe that anything evil that was happening in his life, that God was the source of this. Can we come to that place today? Now we bless your name this afternoon, Lord God. Father, we, we talked about the understanding and wisdom of Job. Only God could have given Job such wisdom and understanding Because he had no idea. There was no Bible. So he didn't have any ideas that he had. They weren't coming from the Bible. This is wisdom that Job had. Job speaks as though he understands God's plan of redemption. And Christ hasn't even been born yet. But yet he speaks in a very profound way. Job, a man in the Old Testament. He's a man who lost everything in one day. His children, his wealth, his servants. And yet his prayer and his prayer He blesses God. Job's friends speak and pronounce him as evil, an evil sinner who God is dealing with after his own sin. Job told his friends, no matter how good we think we are and our actions look good to us, we don't look righteous to the Almighty. Our actions look rebellious, unreasonable, and unacceptable to God. We cannot stand before him in our own righteousness. 
By the Almighty's mercy, we are able to stand. It's only because of his mercy. Zafar believes that Job has done some sin. He's one of Job's friends that speaks to him in his time of trouble. And he tells him that, yeah, sure, Job, you think you've lived a good life, but get out of your sin, you mighty sinner. If you would come out of your sin, everything would be just fine for you. That's really what he's telling Job. If we look at the account of Zephar as he speaks to Job in the book of Job, I remember when my husband was in the hospital for 17 months and a really sweet friend of mine called me and she said, Valerie, I don't understand this. You know, he's been in the hospital for so long and you're going through so much. She said, I know you don't sin, so I don't understand. Why is all this happening to you? I know how good you are and how kind-hearted you are. I know you don't sin. Praise God for good friends that believe in you, right? But the righteous suffer too. Zophar tells Job, God doesn't remember all our sins. Then he tells Job, and I just love this guy, an iniquity be in thy hand, put it far away. And let not your wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. Then thou shalt lift up thy face, and without a spot thou shalt be steadfast and not fear. He's telling Job, you can just get righteous by doing what's right. He's writing his own theology is what he's doing. He's saying, look, you are a sinner, and sinners are always in a heap of trouble. Because of it, get the sin corrected, Job, and you will see God will stand with you and you will win, Job. You will win if you're on the right side of God. Job twelve six. The tents of robbers are at ease, and those provoking God are secure. Job is saying robbers don't fear God. They certainly cause him to react, but they don't even put away their iniquity. They think they're just fine. They're comfortable in their sin. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. We know these words, but they have never been spoken in Job's time. Job has not seen Jesus. He doesn't know Christ. God will give you eyes to see and ears to hear. And that's the title of the day's message, Eyes to See. Praise God. Thousands or hundreds of years before things happen, 10, 20, 30 years before an event happens, God can reveal to you and you can act in wisdom before calamity comes, before some great change comes, because God gives you eyes to see. A small wonder. Job calls his friends physicians of no use. They do not have eyes to see or ears to hear what God is truly doing. Remember, Zephar, he makes it crystal clear to Job that Job, if he had done good works, this would not be happening to him. Iniquity is in your hand. You allow evil to dwell in your tents. You will not have a single fear if you repent and do what's right. This all will go away, and you don't even have to remember that this ever happened to you. That's what he's telling Job. Hmm. Let's see if this is true of many today. Maybe if we thought about this for a moment, think about it. If maybe we've said this to someone, give your life to Christ, son, daughter, boss, co-worker, whomever we're talking to, you know, we're ministering. Give your life to Christ and remove your sin. He'll remove all your sin from you. And then that poor soul follows this advice and it's good advice, but then they might be told later, but now you have Christ. He's forgiven your debts and all your sin. Now don't go back into your iniquity and continue all the iniquity that you've been in. But that's saying the same thing as Job's friends were saying that good works are going to save you. But we told them Jesus would save them and forgive all their sin. 
The word of the Lord says Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's Christ that creates righteousness. If we try to be righteous by ourselves, we'll lose. Job's friends are telling him, if your actions are right, that will make you righteous. Job has wisdom. And he tells him God's infinite mercy. is It isn't due to our actions. It's the grace of the almighty God that covers us. So now each of you can just humble yourselves. We have no righteousness of our own. God's mercy comes by grace. Job tells this to his friends in Job 13 and 7. Will you speak wickedly for God and talk deceitfully for him? Will you accept his person? Will you contend for God? Job sees the problem with his friends. He, he tells them, you all don't even know the ways of God even a little. You don't understand the ways of the Almighty. You are too bold. You need to come to know him and don't speak lies on behalf of the Almighty. He explained God nature to them because they really don't have the relationship that they think that they have with the Almighty. They don't understand. Job has an in-depth understanding of God. In Job 13, we see Job's spiritual eyes are open and he could, he could see spiritually deep into the spirit realm. But he certainly couldn't see everything. But he certainly could see more than his friends. Job has a firm grasp on who God is. Job clearly understands his friends don't know God as they profess to know him. Bildad makes it clear in Job 18. You are a sinner, Job. You, you have sown seeds of sin and now look at this mess that you're in. Job chapter 18. How long until you stop talking? Show some sense, and then we can talk. As Bildad speaks, he seems to be pointing out Job is secretly wicked. Job 18, 1 to 2. Bildad is describing a cycle. You do something bad, and when you do, you think you get away with it. But there, without a doubt, it's going to come back, and it's going to hunt you down every single time. And then it's going to overtake you. You sinner, don't you know anything? Oh, these are some kind of friends to have When you're in time of need, Job has finally had enough of his friends. How long will you torment me with your words? Ten times now you reproach me shamelessly. You attack me. If it's true, I've gone astray. Then it's my concern. Job is asking how much longer will this trial continue that you're giving against me? How long are you going to preach what I did wrong to me? Will you continue to beat me up? And not be ashamed? You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Let not the church... Gloat when we see evil and persecution fall upon someone that we don't feel close to. Job's friend are really coming after him in a hard way. We want to be sure that we in the church don't do the same thing and be like Job's friend when calamity falls upon someone. Many look at Job's friends and say, this is terrible. Just look how they were talking to him. That's what happens to someone. 
you know, w- when you really need them. I wouldn't do that if I were his friend. Hmm. Most of us think that we wouldn't do that. You know what I mean by that? Job says, God lives and will reward him even after his life is over. His hope is not to get rewarded here for being righteous. So he stays his heart on God. He knows that God is good. If it wasn't because God is righteous, he knows he would not be able to stand. So far is really outdone now. And he tells Job, you, my friend, are punished. You're wicked and you need to get right. You need to get right right here. Job would not waver. But in reality, Job, Zephar, Bildad, and Eliphaz, they all three were on the same side. They all had something in common. They really all were defending God. But Job had spiritual eyes, and he could see what God was doing. He had spiritual eyesight. So he reveals what they cannot see with natural eyes. Job sees in the realm of the spirit. Job's spiritual eyes show him what is unknown to man up until that time. Job has a relationship with God, and even what he is speaking has not been recorded yet in the Bible. It is by relationship. The Bible doesn't define for us or show us how Job got this relationship, but if we read his wisdom and see how he's guided by the Spirit of God, we know that Job has a relationship with the Almighty. God wants us to have eyes to see, to be able to know what he is doing, to have wisdom and understanding. He imparts it into our spirit. Bilodag asked Job, how can anyone be pure that comes from an earthly woman? Mourn, the moon isn't pure. Job, in God's sight. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. The departed spirits wither from beneath waters. Sheol is naked before God. The pit has no covering. Job 26 and 5. His friends go on and on. They are insisting that Job is evil. In Job 27, Job boldly states, God is alive. He himself has removed judgment far from me. As I know the Lord, I will not do evil or speak evil. He has given me breath and I am not good on my own. It's him, the almighty. He is my righteousness. Job speaks clearly to them in Job, the 19th chapter. Job had an insight into the spirit realm. Job knew God in an intimate way. Maybe not like some of the prophets knew him, but in an infinite way. Job speaks wisdom that he almost himself could be called a prophet. And many do call him the prophet Job because he speaks so sincerely about God. He has a deep love for the father. And because he has this deep love, he has a relationship And Job's understanding goes beyond the teaching of his day. God is raising up a people who desire to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Jesus said that whatever I see the father doing, I only do what I see the father doing. He said the words I speak are not my own, but the father who sent me. Jesus had eyes to see. And what he spoke, he spoke what the Lord himself gave him to speak. God is raising up a people that are obedient to his voice. They speak what they hear the spirit of the Lord saying he is raising up a people in this Passover season that we're in. I believe we're in a 10 year Passover season and it started 
in 2021, about 20, 2021, there's a 10 year Passover and God is blessing his people, but he's raising up a people, the remnant church. They will obey his voice. They have eyes to see and ears to hear. And that comes only by relationship, relationship of hours spent reading the word of God, relationship and fasting and praying and going before God, relationship and repenting to God from all sin, relationship, praying with all kinds of prayers and supplication, relationship where you have set aside time each day for prayer and God is a priority in your life. Instead of all of our activities being penciled in and fitting God in, God is already penciled in into our schedule. And then the activities come in, reserving maybe our lunch hour at work to read the word of God and to pray, finding ourselves coming apart a while to be in the spirit of the Lord. When you begin to do this, or if you have that type of life going, you say, well, Valerie, I'm already there. Increase your time with God. If we really want to be able to hear his voice clearly, the word of the Lord says the sheep know the shepherd's voice. They know because the sheep are out in the field with the shepherd. The sheep are constantly with the shepherd. And so therefore they respond to the shepherd's voice. God wants a people that hear his voice and then they obey and they obey quickly. When we come to the place that we submit ourselves to the Lord and say, Lord, I want eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say. God will begin to guide you. He will guide you not only for your own life, but you will be able to help others around you. You see, the world needs a translator. The world cannot go directly to God, only the child of God. There has to be a mediator between the world and God. And so the child of God speaks what the Lord is saying to the world. The child of God reveals what the Lord is doing. He wants us to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And it comes by relationship. I want to invite you to join us on the conference line. We're there every Saturday morning at 730 a.m. Central Time. And you can join us for a live conference. We have prayer. We have a powerful lesson from the word of God. And I am telling you, the members of the prayer ministry are telling us that they're, they're hearing the voice of God, visions and dreams. God is speaking to his people in this Passover season. He is doing a mighty work in their life. They are finding themselves in a deeper relationship with God. God wants communion with you and I. He wants you to walk in his presence, in his glory, 24-7. He is raising up a people that hear his voice and obey it. I invite you to join us on the conference line again at 7.30 a.m. every Saturday, Central Time. If you go to our website, it's prayersheardinheaven.org. Again, it's prayersheardinheaven.org. And you can Google that. Go straight to our website. And on our website, you'll see the telephone number for the conference line, the times that we're on the conference line, and you can join us for prayer. If you're looking for a family to join, to be a part of a mighty family that will pray you through every circumstance that you face, this is a family to join of prayer. It's prayersheardinheaven.org, and you can find us 
on our website, and you can also send an email with your prayer request. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.